Right, so welcome to episode number one. Number one? Yeah, number one. Who thought we'd ever get there? <laughs> um, I thought it was only fitting for our first episode to kind of start off and kind of put the theme of our podcast to talk about relationships with our parents slash fathers. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, would you like to start? Well, I can really, I, I can be very short in a sense in that in some respects, I don't think I had much of a relationship with my father. Um, certainly when I was a child growing up, I kind of felt I never really knew my father. Um, we didn't have much in the way of conversation. I have no memory whatsoever of playing with my father as a child. And I think in partly, uh, sorry, in part, it's probably because uh, in the household in which I grew up, um, although you never n- knew your grandmother um, on, on that side of the family, um, my mother dominated the family and the family life. And so everything kind of went via her as a conduit, um, which meant that my father didn't really get much of a look in. And it wasn't really, thinking about it in retrospect, it was only when my mother died um, that I established something that would be closer to a relationship with my father for the simple fact that you, you know, could actually have time with him without my mother mon- monopolizing the conversation. But would you say that that was a thing of the time? Like, did most of your friends growing up also not have relationships with their No, I, uh, again, it's very difficult to generalize. Um, you know, if one is to generalize, then you know, maybe you know, it was a feature of the time that um, children had less of a relationship with fathers. Um, but I think my situation, just thinking about the situation with my friends, was probably different in that, um, you know, I grew up in a family where my mother really just dominated the landscape um, in, in many ways. So, you know, my father um, became a relatively solitary figure in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew Grandad and he was quite quiet. He wasn't very... Um... Well, you knew him, of course, after what would have been your grandmother died. And he was... I can. If you thought he was quiet, he was much more animated then than he was when um, my mother was alive. Mm. Um. I do always wonder, though, because they are a different generation that went through war and stuff, and I I don't know, I always... Yeah, he never... It was interesting because he never really talked about himself very much. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't comfortable talking about no, himself. No, because I always wanted to know. I was like, oh, but I didn't even really know that he lived the war until you kind of said so and I was like yeah, oh my god I, how come you've never said this like and he would never volunteer I didn't know things. he was married before right. you, I didn't know this. oh I didn't even I didn't even know he had been married but prior to my mother until I was like 18 or so um and um actually it was actually after my mother died in fact it was the day of her funeral this is really extraordinary on the day of my funeral not your funeral, your Sorry, mother's funeral. Sorry, funeral. Gosh, that'd be a bit spooky. I'm just speaking from the grave. Um, and um, I stayed with my father. Obviously, I didn't want him to be alone. Um, and he picked up, in fact, it was that dish over there. He said, 
this is the only thing I have left from my first marriage. And he's just like, what? <laughs> um, and uh, it was a muffin diff dish, actually. Um, and he said... A muffin man? A muffin man. You know the muffin man? <laughs> the muffin man? Yes, the muffin man. Um, well, apparently he had a dish from the muffin man. Uh, and this was apparently the only wedding present he had left from his first uh, marriage. Um, and that's the only time he ever talked to me about it. Well, I think funny thing you say that I feel like um, I found out things that I didn't know at his funeral. Because, mm. you know, you have like the Yeah, yeah, the oratory. Before, and yeah, I was yeah. like, um, why did I not know any of this? No, well, I guess, again, probably because this never came up into conversation. I mean, I didn't know he'd been married before, but because my mother had told me, um, you know, as I say, when I was around about 18 um but he didn't you know say anything say anything at all maybe it was a sore topic not to be discussed i don't know i mean he it was quite a you know she died in shall we say quite tragic circumstances she had a brain tumor and she died she died very shortly after they were married um i think they were married you know less than a year or something like that uh, i can't i don't know the precise details um and you know maybe he just um suppressed it if you like i don't know maybe he just suppressed it maybe that also um designed him for his second marriage if that makes sense you know i think maybe i don't know i don't i as i said i don't know so i wouldn't be able to assume that oh that was the love of his life and he was heartbroken and then you know because of the time he had to get married again and what have you but he was still heartbroken i i i don't know but I could make up that kind of a story in my brain and kind yeah. of explain some behaviour. But it wasn't as though, I guess, I mean, I can understand maybe somebody suppressing something like that, that they're just not comfortable talking about it. But it was very difficult to physically have a conversation with him. Mm. It's as though you felt that you were doing all the running. It was as though it didn't really come natural to him. Uh, I mean, it was only after my mother died um, that... I I would go off to cricket matches with him. Uh, we we did do some of it before my mother died, but primarily after my mother died, I would go because he was a um, he liked watching cricket, and I would um, when I had time, I would go and watch a cricket match with him. And I know you're not meant to, you know, be talking the whole time when the cricket's going on, but it was just generally difficult, yeah. you know, to get him talking about things. It was almost as though once you'd greeted one another, he'd ask you, oh, you know, what are you doing? The basics. And you'd gone through the basics. It was just like, that's it. You know, run out of conversation. But maybe that has to do with his relationship with his parents. Do Could you well know be. anything about Could that? Could well be. Um, hmm. Good question. Uh, not a lot. Um, his father died. I, what would have been my paternal grandfather, um, died before I was born. So I never knew my paternal grandfather at all. Um, I don't think they had much of a relationship. Um, again, I hear stories about my paternal grandfather. Um, at one level, he was a well-loved man, but he was a drunk. Um, spent a lot of money essentially just indulging himself. Um, and, of course, they had a big family. I mean, my brother had, sorry, my father had, Gosh, um, getting on for, I should know this off by heart, and I, I, I don't, but something like nine siblings. I think he was like but again, one. again, that was of the time. They'd he have, was one So how ten. do you have a time, if you have this many kids, how do you have time 
to have a good relationship. Well, that's the whole point. And in, in some respects, maybe the relationship was much more with the siblings than with the parents. Because what my other question was going to be was, uh, I think a lot of people model their own parenting out of their own relationship with their parents. Well, So they either go the opposite way or the yeah. exact same. That, that kind of makes sense because to a certain extent that is – what else do they have to model it on, if yeah. you see? I mean, you know, to a certain extent, you can say, oh, well, you know, I didn't have a good relationship with my parents. You know, I'm going to, as you say, go the opposite direction. You know, I'm going to try and do something radically different. So my you know, last thing I want is a relationship like that. Or you think, well, it was fine when I was growing up. Why why do anything different? You stick with what you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, certainly my, well, I would like to think the relationship I have with you is so completely and utterly, it's, a, it's almost polar opposites with the relationship I have with my father. And the fact that we're doing this, I mean, he he would just be so uncomfortable. But I would like have this. to say, though, that I don't think it always was, though. I think it's gradually as I've grown older. Yeah. Um, and I think that, because I feel like there was a point when I didn't feel comfortable speaking English. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a struggle for me because I was like, oh, but my dad doesn't speak Greek, but I don't feel comfortable speaking English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of felt that sometimes. And I sometimes get a little frustrated that you were not um, uh, joining in with certain things and what have you. Um and I perhaps underestimated the extent to which uh, language was a barrier. Yeah, I think because I think it's just a certain age. I don't know if it's like when you start, I don't know, hanging out with other children and socialising and you kind of realise that language is the way to communicate at this point. Because I know that when I was young, for example, one of my first friends, we used to play and I would speak to her in English and she would, she would speak to me in Greek and there'd be right, no right. problem right. and we'd play all day. Well, children seem to have this knack of being able to communicate regardless of their mother You know, you go on holidays tongue. and they just, that's what I mean. So I wonder if it's that kind of age where language does become a problem for communication. Yeah, and then you suddenly realise that, oh, you know, after having done that for quite a while as a small child, then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. This is more com complicated than I thought. Yeah. And then I do think that there was times because I didn't see you so often, I'd be like, oh, my God, but what do I have to say? I don't know what to say. What do I fit? Like, it's been three months. What do you say from stuff that's happened three months ago? Because both lives kind of move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, um, I'm not too sure what I'm to do here. Um, well, it's very simple. You ask about the weather. <laughs> it's terrible weather we've been having, isn't it? Um, yes. But I feel like as very I'm mild older, for this time of year. And then that's why, because I think especially then as a teenager, obviously you go a bit of, a, you know, teenage angst. Yeah, and also a little in, inward looking as well, perhaps. Yeah. So I think, I think at some point when I was 14, 15, I said, oh, we should talk once a um, a week or something and we had weekly phone calls mm. because I felt that I was like I I, you know, I don't because also you didn't to like say. talking on the phone that much when you were younger younger no but then I thought I think I went through a phase I was like yeah but he doesn't know anything about my school life like there's so much happening you know as a teenager you're having all these new things new friends new feelings and all of this and then 
I was like, yeah, but he doesn't know any of this. He well, doesn't know me. You know, when you're a teenager, you're like, no one understands me. No one knows yeah, but, me. <laughs> and and uh, it's interesting you say that. But, I mean, again, from my perspective, when I had all of that going on in my life, you know, similar age, you talk about my father. My father had no idea what was going on. You know, he did. To be honest, I don't think he knew what subjects I was studying. He didn't know whether I had a girlfriend or not. He um, had no. I don't think it's not that he just didn't even know. He had no interest in knowing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the things that one of the things that annoyed me. And my my mother, because I you know would see her physically more often, you know, would be you know asking kind of questions. Oh, is that? Well, who's that girl and that kind of thing or what have you? But also, you see, uh, I know, know, okay, our our example is perhaps a little extreme because we'd often go, (coughs) we'd often go, as you rightly say, you know, three months without seeing one another. But, you know, my father was also one of these people who um, got up, left for work in the morning before I went to school um would be out all day because he would um go up to london on the train and then come back and essentially we would then all sit down and eat together um maybe a bit of conversation around the the dinner table uh, in the evening and then he would sit down in his chair in the sitting room and smoke, smoke pipe. his pipe and read his paper and so you you only literally saw him and then well then depending on what i age you i age it was you know it'd be time for bed anyway so you actually only saw him you know sometimes two or three hours a day but i do think at the time i assume you know a father's job was to provide for the family yeah and he saw that it's his responsibility yeah. undoubtedly so so he's like, I'm working all day. I'm tired. Yeah. This is my me time to come home, read the paper. You know, this is my, what I do as a father. Mm. I'm providing. Oh, I think he definitely had those stereotype rule, uh, notions. Yeah. Because, again, one of the things that my mother said to me, I don't know how true it is, but um, she always said, uh, I remember once she said, um, oh, I regret never working. What she meant by that, she actually worked every damn day of her life you know raising a family and cooking and cleaning and doing all these things what she meant is actually having like a paid employment job and I said well why didn't you why didn't you get one she said oh your father would never have let me said he would never have let me yeah so they had those kind of rules like he's the man of the house he's providing and as the woman you're the housewife and this is what you do yeah you buy the groceries, you cook the food, you clean the house, and I give you the money for it sort of mm, thing, mm. which I think is of the time. So Yeah, I'm very difficult, you know, for, for my mother. I mean, she she threw herself into what you might call the community of where we live. So, you know, her work became a lot of what you might call social and charity work, you know, always organising, you know, church fates and jumbo sales and cubs and scouts and, you know, you name it, you know, anything that was, you know, to do with that kind of aspect of community work. You know, she was in there doing it, um, baking cakes to sell at coffee mornings and God knows what, you know, it's washing the yeah, choir yeah, 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 surpluses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to sum up 
you didn't have a very close relationship with your father. Well, later on in life, you know, we became closer, but certainly as a child. But that's all. But that's I think one of the reasons I wanted to start this is because why is it always later on? Possibly because you have more time. Don't forget, you know, it's not when my father was retired. You know, he had. You know, that's when he quote suddenly had time for his children. Yeah, so it's kind of the same for me to say if coronavirus didn't happen and I would have had my plans, whether it be moving out by myself, have a job, we wouldn't have had the time necessarily to have all these months where we've actually No, and that's been obviously one of the bonuses, an unexpected bonus of lockdown for us that we've had a relationship to what ex- to a certain extent that we've been denied. Yeah. Cuz um yeah, and th- this is my one question. Um cuz obviously I, most of the time I spent with mum, but with mum I'd say we have a very close relationship to the point where I tell her like pretty much everything that would happen at school and mm. I don't know, gossip and friend problems. Yeah. And stuff like that. To what extent did she share any of that with you? Uh, she shared some of it. Um, curiously, it was more the negative she would share than the positive. What I mean by that is that you know, you probably were never aware of this. She would sometimes phone me up and say, oh, you know, I'm worried because uh, such and such has happened at school or she's not happy about this or, you know, some, so it was, I got all of the kind of angst conversations rather than the... But that's because probably that's what she needed assistance and help with. Yeah, possibly, sense. possibly. Um, but I got to hear about the problems in that respect. Yeah, which is why I think I, I think at some point I was like, okay, maybe we should talk more because then you won't just hear about my grades, my this, my that, and that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, but it also works the other way in that, you know, you knew very little about what I did at work and possibly yeah. still do. Well, that's what um, was, I think that's, I had a, that's what I kind of realised. I was like, yeah, but I don't know. Like, I come to the UK... And I don't know what's... I hear all these things that I know nothing about. Mm. I see these people I know nothing about. Like, what... I think it was especially when you moved, and I was like, well, what, what, what is this? I don't, I don't know any of these things. Like, I wasn't mm. here, so it's like, you know, it's like life's going on while my life's going on, but somehow they're connected, but they're also not, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and that's right. And to a certain extent... Also, don't forget that um, you know, we a lot of the time we spent together was abnormal. I we would deliberately have a holiday together or whatever it might be. Yeah. So so you know I would often not be working, and we might you know go somewhere completely different anyway. So you often knew very little about anything to do with my day to day life, <coughs> and. Maybe I just kept that from you, and maybe it was a mistake. I don't know, but it seemed. But that's because because we had so little time together. It, I kind of wanted somehow for that to be holidays. Yeah, you know, well, time. not holidays, but just special and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so we did a lot together, but did we never? Did we really know each other? Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm kind of like wondering. Hmm. Because it's not like you knew a lot of my teachers until 
Oh, well, I barely knew your teachers. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't often I remember like, Fiona. say, oh, this happened and this Fiona. happened. <laughs> yeah, but you only remember it because of the <laughs> Shrek reference. Well, yeah, but, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think it's strange in a way. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a gender thing or a generational thing, seeing the difference between your relationship with your father and then mine with mine, or if it's a gender thing, that means that, you know, gradually with age, maybe girls feel a bit uncomfortable with Well, there's a different, there's, the a, there's a problem, I think, of comparing my relationship with you with, uh, and my relationship with my own father. It's that, um, you know, I lived, you know, from the ages of zero to 18 in the same house as my father every day of the week. We have different variables. There's a lot of different variables. And we didn't, Mm. you see. So I had the opportunity to know my father arguably in a different way. Um, We didn't have the opportunity for whatever reason. And we had to take what we had um, and I think it's because of that slightly surreal situation where we didn't see people on a day-to-day basis. You know, I didn't see you coming home in a paddy because you just had a bad lesson or whatever. You didn't see me coming home from work where I'd had a bad day. Yeah. Um, do you see what I mean? Well, I think that's what it was always like normally good stuff. Yeah. And so in that sense, it is a bit of an abstract relationship. And I'd say especially, I think until uni and maybe, maybe um, last years of school, I wouldn't tell you any, like, bad stuff from school. No, anything. no, but again, you know, I wouldn't tell you necessarily bad things from work. Um, you know, who wants to pollute their child? We're telling them all about the crap in their life. Yeah, but that is very common. So we hide things from our children anyway, I'm quite sure, and, and vice versa, obviously. Yeah, but I do think that. It is quite common, though, if you live in the same household, that the kid will overhear or, you know, over dinner or something. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Kids overhear the parents' phone calls and stuff when they're young. I know I did. You mean you used to eavesdrop on your mother and father? Of course you kind of do. Especially as a... Well, not always, but, you know, you listen, you're not... Right. So you kind of know what's... Oh, I'm gonna. Well, you think you know what's happening. I mean, I wouldn't do it now, but I'm just saying. Like, I, I feel like I knew what Mum was doing at work most of the time. Right. Yeah, but you were with her every day. That's, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what the, what it is. Mm, but we still all, I think. Well, I'm sure. Whereas we all... now you discuss work stuff with me, which you wouldn't have done before. Mm. Um. And I discussed university stuff with you at the time. And I even, which for me was like a big thing, because I would never talk to you about boy stuff or friend stuff. Yeah. Very, very rarely, which is why I kind of asked. I didn't know if mum would say stuff to you or if anyone else Not so would much kind about of, that, no. Because I know that um, some of your friends would kind of ask me, and I'd think, oh, well, I know, they would, and they'd be fishing. on me. Yeah, they would be fishing. And then you're going to go and tell my dad. (laughs) Um, But that also, again, that also pissed me off a bit, I have to say, because 
I mean, uh, as you know, one of our friends, I, I can imagine which one would, um, you know, try and say, oh, you know, and having to see, have you got a boyfriend yet? And have you got ever? Yeah. And I was kind of, and when they told me about that, I was actually quite angry because I, because my reaction was that she would think, oh, well, that's me trying to get information from you indirectly, which wasn't the case at all. It was just like, well, and it's none of your bloody business. You know? Yeah. If she wants to have that conversation with me, that's up to me. Yeah. Um, no, I can imagine. But no, I was never trying to spy on you third hand. <laughs> If that's what you mean. <laughs> well, I don't know, because that's the thing. Like, with mum, I wouldn't even necessarily hide stuff from her. I'd just, like, blurt stuff out. There wouldn't really be... Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas with you, I'd always be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if what's the thing is with girls talking about boys or their friends with their dads. But I know I have friends that feel more confident doing that with their dads rather than their mums. I think you say more confident. So that was, does that mean that you were not confident talking about that for me? Well, you're no, more, I couldn't talk to you about boys. Why? Because you think I'm just going to be hypercritical? Or? I don't know. I was just like a big no-no. I don't know why, how why? I got the idea. But what, Yeah, but you got it from somewhere. I, where... don't, I don't know. I think it's a good topic for another um, yeah, podcast we, to see why think... do girls not talk to about, about their boyfriends to their dads and why do dads, why are... Why are they so hypercritical of boyfriends? I think there's this stereotype that they're yeah, just going to yeah. automatically hate them. So well, I, I think wouldn't probably reference also, a boy if I, unless I knew it was very serious. I think it possibly works the other way around as well. In that I think, uh, sorry, what I'm trying to say is that boys don't necessarily talk about their girlfriends to their mothers. Yeah, exactly. I think I don't know what it is about, but there is that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that really is going to be the next topic because otherwise we're going to be talking for, gosh, another half an hour and I think the podcast won't sustain that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's a good topic. That's a cliffhanger. Okay. That's a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger for cliffhanger what is moment to come here. next episode. Well, if you want to hear about um, all of her boyfriends, <laughs> you've just got to listen to the next podcast, I reckon. Uh, um so, yeah, um, interesting to see what different relationships and how they kind of grow between fathers and and maybe we should have one about mothers. I don't know. Well, I've mentioned my Since mother quite a bit. And so again, much. that's another set. But, you know, as I say, I, I said so she dominated the landscape of the household. Um, um, so you would say you didn't know your father so well? No, I didn't. Know. I, I really. I would say... To kind of sum it up, because we are running out of time. Okay, you didn't know, you didn't have a close relationship with your father, and I would say that our relationship is has been getting closer with age. It wasn't obviously as bad, or well, not bad in quotations, bad distant than yours was with your father. But I think as I'm growing as well, we're both putting in more effort. Effort, that's it. It all requires effort. Yeah, relationship need a kind of, you know, balance of both people putting in effort and time. Yeah. Because I think if it's one-sided, sometimes, for me at least, I get a bit, um, I don't know, I get fed up. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, you know, at the end of the, I think especially with parents, I don't know if it's just me, but I'd, I'm more of the opinion of like, you're my parent. I shouldn't be the one trying so hard to have a relationship with you. 
That's your responsibility mm. as my parent. But as you get older, I think it becomes more of a shared responsibility. Yeah, because then you're closer in that. Mm. But what I will say, and I know we, we should really look to wrap this up, I feel, and you can criticise me as a father, I'm quite happy for you to do so, but I feel that I actually did, when you were growing up, do an awful lot with you that I would couldn't imagine doing with my father. So, you know, teaching you how to ride, uh, teaching you how to swim, just generally, you know, Activities. doing things oh, with yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, I don't, I don't disagree. I think it's way more. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, you know, in a sense that's peripheral. You know, relationships are deeper than just simply doing stuff and to no, get together. No, but I think together. it definitely helps to actually do stuff. I think it creates a bond, but then I think it I think it needs something else. Like how do you then have a relationship without doing stuff? Sure. sure. I think that's what lockdown kind of helped with. It's like, okay, but what, what do we talk about when we're not doing something? Well what we became, we became people who were living together. Yeah. In that sense. Um where you that requires a very different kind of relationship. Yeah. I have one funny story that I'm just going to end it with. Um, I don't know if it was last Christmas or the Christmas before, but I had this kind of idea. I got a really nasty cold. Yes. And I think it was, and you were like making soup or something. And I, and I thought to myself, this is the first time I've been sick with my dad looking after me that, rather than my mum. Oh, well, there we go. That's what it all comes down to. You just want to be sick with your no, father. No, no, no. No, or was, sick over your father. But I don't, I don't know if you felt the same way that you've never like had to look after me in that kind of context. Obviously, I was older, so I didn't well, have to be babied. But I've wiped your ass several times. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you're drawing the line of looking after here. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Metaphorically and physically. I think we should end it at that point. <laughs> I was just trying to say something sweet. <laughs> I was just trying to, I didn't know. Fine. First time that I actually, like, remember, remember. Because obviously, yes, you looked after me when I was really, really young. But, you know, after I was 10 years old plus, I don't remember being sick. Well, possibly because you wouldn't have been able to travel if you were sick. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying to say... A fond <laughs> moment and thought yeah. that I had, but you've ruined it. So I think That's we right. should end it here. Okay. <laughs> I'll forget wiping your ass. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.